Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, this is the night, the night in which you institute the Supper, the Eucharist, Thanksgiving, the Holy Communion of our Lord, our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. May we truly partake in Him and appreciate the gift that He gives us each time we dine together in faith. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to him, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So says our Lord on this faithful night. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? So St. Paul teaches us as he writes his first letter to the Corinthians. And in the words of Flannery O'Connor, who I've quoted much as of late, well, if it's just a symbol, the hell with it. If it's just a symbol, to hell with it. But it's not a symbol. And that's the point that Flannery O'Connor makes with these strong words. It's not just a fond remembering. It's a true participation, as St. Paul teaches us, a true participation in Jesus Christ Himself. And it's a true participation by the power of the Holy Spirit. As Article 25 of our own Articles of Religion teaches us, the sacraments are, quote, certain, sure witnesses and effectual signs of grace and God's good wills towards us by which he doth work invisibly in us, and doth not only quicken, but also strengthen and confirm our faith in him. Likewise, Article 28 draws upon the reading we just heard from St. Paul, when it says, quote, The supper of the Lord is not only a sign, but, quote, The body of Christ is given, taken, and eaten. And how? How is that done? It's done so in a heavenly and a spiritual manner. And the means whereby the body of Christ is received and is eaten in the supper is by faith. Now the night before Christ is to be condemned, what does he do? He does several things in this account. But one of the first things that he does is he gives us a gift. The gift of the Holy Communion. The gift of the Eucharist, which means thanksgiving. He takes the middle of the Old Covenant, the Passover feast, and he shows how it prefigured the sign of the New Covenant, the Lord's Supper. And we participate in Christ, really and truly, participating by faith as he unites himself to us at this table together. He provides himself in this meal so that we may be cleansed, so that we may be purified, so that we may be clothed in His righteousness. For He is the Lamb of God who is slain for us. And in the new covenant Passover meal, we do not eat of it only once a year, but weekly, even daily, as we are purified from our sins, as we gather together as the body of Christ, confessing our sins 
and then coming forth and receiving Him in faith. We need this constant source of renewal. We need this constant source of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So our Passover lamb, Jesus the Messiah, is sacrificed once and for all upon the cross, and He feeds us for eternity every time we gather together to celebrate the Eucharist. But we come to this table not presumptuous, not as though we are deserving or that we're owed anything by God. No, we come praying to the Lord to not measure us based upon our own merits, but by pardoning us for our offenses. We join with the prayer of the Samaritan woman that we're not even worthy of the crumbs from the table, but we enter into God Almighty's presence right here and right now. And we eat at His table because the curtain veil of the temple was torn in two. The barrier separating God and man has been extinguished by the God-man, Jesus Christ. So examine yourselves. Examine yourselves before you come here and you commune. Call attention to your mind now that your sins are before you and confess them to God. Heed the warning and the exhortation of the Book of Common Prayer, which draws directly from St. Paul's warning to the Corinthians. St. Paul tells us in that letter that whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some of you have died. You don't get sick, you don't get ill, and you don't die from a memorial. There's something profoundly spiritual happening every time we gather together to share in this holy and blessed communion of God. Something so profound and so unique that it's one of the thin places where heaven and earth meet. Where you can almost see to the other side of reality. It's a thin place when we gather together as a family to partake of our Lord God Almighty. To share in the body and the blood. And for this reason, one of the earliest church fathers, St. Ignatius of Antioch, he called the Eucharist the medicine of immortality. The medicine of immortality. And why did he call it that? Whereas Adam and Eve, they ate and they drank death unto themselves and for all of humanity when they took from the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Now we, we eat new life and we partake in the fruit of the tree of life. That's the cross. The tree in the garden has been replaced by another tree, the tree of the cross. And although we enjoy the good benefits and the spiritual life that's in the sacrament of Holy Communion, may we never forget that it comes at the cost of the cross. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. 
And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do.